BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Gordon has been the one in round three who's been pressing, who's been going forward, who's been really trying to take the fight to Joe Selecki. So come and get it. Jared West Gordon! Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Today, Matt and are going to be, uh, Matt and I are going to be joined. We have a very busy show. Jared Flash Gordon looked great after that split decision win uh, against Joe Selecki on Saturday, and uh, of course, uh, Danielle Gillies, who's an actor who will be joining us uh, from New Zealand, and a big UFC fan promoting a new film, Coming Home in the Dark, and um, very popular uh, actor he is. I just watched the trailer for that Coming Home in the Dark. Yeah, it seems very intriguing. It reminds me a little. And I don't want to put it in the same category because this one's not a great movie. Okay. Of that movie of uh, Meryl Streep, which is an old 90s movie, I think. She was like going down a river with a family and then they met. Oh, Kevin. The Devil Wears Kevin Prada. She was being a douchebag. What is it? The Devil Wears Prada. Absolutely not. Sophie's Choice. Well, you're definitely, you're, you're, you're definitely, that's strike two. The Deer Hunter. All right, well, listen. Anyway. Kramer versus Kramer. Well, you're naming a lot of, you're just naming any Meryl Streep movie now. You're not even. I'm not even trying. I know. I don't know. The river runs wild. The river I, runs through it. No, no, that's Ben Stiller. No, it's not Ben Stiller. Red Pitt. Um, but anyway, the point is, I get the premise. They're on. Sure. The, they're doing a little uh, on a wilderness thing. Next thing you know, they meet a group of guys that aren't too nice. Okay. It gets a little scary. Now let me ask you a question too, Matt, because you and I typically have very different taste in movies and stuff. But I'm watching something on Netflix that you may love. Um, and I didn't think I would like it. Squid Games. I've seen it. What is that? Is that is that a from is that like a dust- Korean seven nine episode series? It's kind of about a dystopian shitty time where they're playing these very, very dangerous, deadly games. Hunger Games type of thing? It's probably similar to that. I think this might be different. I never saw Hunger Games. It's actually very good. I'm really enjoying it. Squid Game? I don't like... The, is it in English or is it... Subtitled? No, it's subtitled. But it's good. I hate... Di- you could dub it, but dubbing sucks. I, I'd rather just watch the real actors. But it... Yeah, and you like... And it's Squid Game. I like it, dude. Yeah. It's all about calamari. Wow. That's I a know. 
that that's uh, that was a rough one. I know. I'm sorry. That's a uh, that's that not a good joke. Not. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna keep going. Okay, yeah, let's forget no, I even I said that. On that well, you want to know about Squid Games though? Yeah, tell Be me. careful, uh, because I got ink all over my pants. Why did I say? I don't want to know nothing about it now. I want to go in without knowing anything, you know. But uh, yeah, probably you're probably better off. I mean, come on, man. I could, but I heard it really gets a hold of you. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, I'm really wrapped up in Squid Games. <laughs> you know. Anyway, listen. Nah, it's it's a, you you would love it though. It's delicious. I'll tell you what I. I'm sorry. I'm really bombing. Stop. I'm bombing. Listen, I'm sorry, Jimmy. You know what I? I've been watching, and I didn't think I'd like this because I don't like the, I don't like the karate type kung fu, the kung fu type, like almost like the right tiger hidden dragon shit. I don't like when they're doing like not not that bad, but like when they're they're like flying through the air a little bit. Sure, yeah, yeah, fictional type and karate. One guy takes out twenty guys type of thing. That's not usually my thing, you know. But uh, but this this into the badlands. I really like the story. Like it's in the, it's but what's this? This definitely. I got to go back to the very first episode because it's supposedly in the future. But I gotta. I, I think guns are outlawed, but they're all outlaws anyway. So what? wouldn't that be a perfect world, man? <laughs> Jim, you you're, you hit me fucking from a weird angle today. Jim. I'm sorry. I'm you're in a very a strange silly mood. mood. I, like I think it. I black mold. My brain is getting all fucked up. Dude, I fucking like it. But listen, no, it's not no hippie fest. It's uh, the opposite. It's a lot of really violent. And I really end up liking the story. I seen Bass Rutten talk about it. And I don't know. He said, oh, watch the first fights. He did something on his Instagram. So I go, you know what? I'm, I like Bass Rutten. Yeah. I like him a lot. I want to, if he likes something, maybe I'll like it. Sure. So I gave it a shot and I like it. And you liked it. <laughs> Into the Badlands. It's fun. It's a good story. And I look at the fight scenes. Even It's like almost like it's like they have superpowers. I look at it like that. Because they're actually one kid does kind of. But listen, I'm not giving it a very good review. All I'm telling you is. You liked it. Fans, you know, it's a better review than you and your fucking ink jokes. You didn't like my Squid Game joke? I don't even know what it's about. I know it's about games in the future that are dangerous, but I'm going to give it a chance, even though the only thing I liked in subtitles in my whole life was City of God. That was so great. Little Dice, yeah. Uh, but no, it, it's very good. It's an interesting, it's a weird show, but I it, it goes in some directions I didn't expect it to go in. I, you might like it, Matt. I, I don't know. I like weird shit. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm like five episodes in. And as soon as we're done today taping UFC Unfiltered, I'm going to rush out and finish the episode. Speaking of weird shit. Sure. What about Longo? <laughs> He's not weird. Me and Longo went on a road trip this weekend. Uh, where'd you go? Oh, to Pennsylvania, right? We went to Pennsylvania. Ben Salem. Ben Salem. Ben Salem. Yeah, Salem. I don't fucking know where it was. But uh, it was a road trip. Me, Longo, and Stephen Lee. He's the old man. He's a fighter of the Longo, under us, you know. But he's over. He works the manager. He's the manager over at Law MMA. He's a good guy, Stephen Lee. And we did a little road trip. Oh, it was one for the books, Jimmy. We oh, really? Fun. Oh, well, listen. There's music playing. There's something blowing in the air. There's good music. I told you about the music playing. You know what I mean? Uh, we got Longo there, and uh, we had a, a good old time. Our guy Pumi, Pumi Nakuda. It means no worries. No, Pumi Minakuda. First of all, Liz, you don't like that? Longo took that joke. Can I tell you something? Pumi won. He won over the weekend. 
and he's undefeated. Kid's phenomenal. Sooner or later, he's going to be in the UFC. You know, I think they might want him to get a little bit more experience. I was told. Okay. Maynard. They're, they're aware of Pumi. Pumi's the, the CFFC champion. He defended his belt successfully. And the sky's the limit for this kid. 125-pound kid. Just, I mean, I think he's a future superstar. And I'm, I don't think that often. I think he, and he's such a great kid. He's a really nice kid. So um, it was such a good time. But I said that same joke when we were checking into the hotel. And the oh. security guy, he lost his shit. He loved it. He was being polite. He was being polite. So then we're in the room, right, later on. And Longo kind of did what you did when I said that. Kind of rolled his eyes. And yeah. Then he can't bring me anyway, type of thing. Meanwhile, the security guard loved it. He, he was being polite. He didn't love oh, yeah. it. He, like, he was flawed. So listen to this. So then we're, we're, we're in the rocker room. Hey, Pumi Nakuda, right? So Longo, uh. hey, it means no worries. The guy's in the locker room cracking up. I go, you fucking, you call Yeah, that's kind of shit. He took your joke. You fucking took my joke. I was looking for Stephen Lee to back me up. Nowhere to be seen. Yeah. It was my fucking line. Longo took it, and he fucking ran with it. But anyway, the point is, Pumi did phenomenal. You know, Pompos, this other Greek fighter, I got to get his full name, but, you know, I don't know nobody's names. I We just call him Pompos. This is his last name, I think. He fucking got a 21-second knockout with an uppercut. It was a good night for the team, bro. I felt bad. My guy, Pumi uh, had to fight a guy from Daniel Gracie's who took the fight on short notice, I believe. Because the other guy who was supposed to fight him, I got called into the contenders. Oh, okay. So, you know, I don't like cornering against Buddy from guys I'm close with. So the first thing I did when I got in that cage was give Daniel a big hug. And uh, we caught up a little bit. Good, good. But congrats to Pumi. Yeah. Pompos also. But Pumi, big things. You're going to hear from this. They're going to go back to this episode. And go, oh, that was the guy he was talking about. The, now look at him fighting for the title. in the UFC. That's great. Then. All right, Jimmy. Yo, we got our friend. We got Jared Gordon. Yes. Coming on now. Can we catch up with him, please? Please. Barry, look at this guy. Dude, he, did he even have a fight? Yeah. Did he even have? Look at his face. Look at his yeah, fucking little, face. Yeah, oh, little. okay. All right, my bad. You had a fight. Had a fight. <laughs> you did a fucking, everything's good until I saw the Frankenstein stitches on your head. <laughs> I don't know. How you doing? How are you, man? Jared, man. Congrats, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Let me tell you, man, that kid Joe Selecki has been to my school. He used to uh, be with a guy I knew, so he'd visit, and uh, he rolled with my guys. He is a fucking – so, like, look, there's guys who are dangerous black belts, and then there's the guys a little bit ahead of that who are, like, extremely dangerous. This kid – I mean, that fight almost started on the floor, if I remember correctly. I think he got you down right away. I was fucking, listen to me, I was watching this fight in the car on Longo's fight pass, coming back from cornering one of my fighters in PA at the CFFC. That's where we fucking found you, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, so we're watching this fucking fight, Jared. Sorry, dude, is there a squirrel? I'll get into it. <laughs> Jared, are you, are you with me? I, I hear you. I'm, I'm listening. Okay, I don't know, man. Sometimes I think it froze because you're staring at me. No. So I'm watching this fucking fight. And I was, I listen to me. You know how much I love you. I was worried for you because I seen this kid crap. I go, look, I go, I go, and Longo, and Longo makes it like I'm rooting against you. Because it starts, and Longo goes, I go, oh, shit. I go, this guy's fucking good on the floor. He goes, Jared's winning. I go, I go, dude, I'm not going against Jared. Jared's winning. Like a little big kid. He doesn't even want to, he's big. I go, I'm not going against Jared. I'm telling you, <laughs> this motherfucker is dangerous on the floor. I've seen him go with a lot of good guys. 
Jared's winning. Okay. So look, the fight starts, Jared. You get taken down. I'm shitting myself. Okay. I'm just shitting myself because I like you. You know, and I want you. To I had faith in you, by the way. I had total faith I in you. What do you think I lost? What are you? You're worried about I'm not saying you. Oh, you fuck. I'm on Team Jared, man. He knows. All right. Jared are cool. Let's make it sure. Jared, when you started <laughs> doing, you would do, you were in bad positions. You never let him settle. You were doing such the right things from underhooks to get your legs underneath you to using the cage. When you got back and got up and started taking shit away and started landing some fucking short shots. And I like one point, you had him by the fucking throat. <laughs> it was, you were prepared, my brother. And yeah, you it was. A tough first round. And it was fucking awesome. Tell me what you were thinking, bro. So, you know, I was I was a little concerned, obviously. I threw a knee like a moron in the first 10 seconds and he just ran through me and, and took me down, you know. And uh, But I told myself, like, there's a good possibility that he's going to end up on my back or, you know, or at least on top of me. Um, and he was, you know, big and strong and obviously high-level black belt. But, you know, I've been, you know, I'm, I was prepared for that. So all we do is back escapes and, you know, defend. And I knew as long as I controlled, you know, his choking arm and uh, just kept making him work that, that he would break. And uh, when I ended up on top in the first round, at the end of the first round, I could feel and like hear and like see his demeanor just kind of like, shit, I, I had him. And now I'm on bottom. And then uh, you don't, I don't think anyone saw it because the commentators didn't see it either. But within the first 10 seconds of the second round, I hit him with an uppercut and he wobbled and he dove back into me. And then that's when I was able to start landing more knees and I was landing the elbows. You know, I just made it dirty. You know, I just made it as dirty as I could. And uh, I was in shape for that. You know, I, I got into the best shape as I could. And you know, I knew I just had to make him work and make him fight, you know, not turn it, you know, not let it be a grappling match, but, you know, I had to make it a fight. So, uh, all that pushing though, my arm, I was, my arms were gassed in the third round, but I was able to, uh, you know, come through and get the, the split decision win. And, you know, he, he just beat Jim Miller. Um, he's three, he's three and oh, in UFC six on a six fight winning streak. So it was definitely a really big win for me, and uh, I thought it was—I thought it was exactly what I needed to, like, you know, not necessarily make a statement, but like show people, like, all right, you know, I, I came from behind. I was—I got—I got crushed that first round, and then, you know, I was able to win the next two rounds, and uh, you know, I'm a comeback kind of guy, you know. Did you throw that knee in the first uh, to try to establish because uh, you knew he'd be shooting for takedowns? Or was that one of those things where you just wanted to make him think? I was thinking, all right, he's going to shoot right away. So I was trying to, you know, pull off a, a master Masvidal, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of missed. Didn't really go my, uh, didn't go my way. But, uh, you know, I was expecting to get taken down. But I, I have great get-ups. My get-ups were great. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just have to make it as dirty as possible. Now, it's frustrating. Like, I, you did not go back to that corner frustrated. You're telling me that you felt, because it, and when it ended, when you were on top, when, when you it, you felt something in his body language, in his demeanor, yeah. that actually gave you confidence going into the second round, even though you, you lost the first? Oh, yeah. I was like, all right. He, he's fading. I knew he was fading. I'm like, this is, now it's my turn, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
and I clearly, I clearly won the second round. Uh, and then the, you know, the third was close, but you know, I knew it, when the, when the fight ended also, I was like, all right, I did enough. I could tell I did enough. I thought, I, I thought it was unanimous. I don't think it should have been a split, but hey, I thought I did, you know, but they gave me a split. So I'll take it. Hey, not for anything. I said the same shit earlier, Jimmy Quebec. I go, I was shocked. I go, cause I was yeah. in the cold, maybe I didn't, I go, that was a fucking split. Exactly. So I definitely had you win in that second and third round. I couldn't, when I, when it was going to the judges, there was no close. There was no, it wasn't even like me and me and law. We were rest assured, but like, guy, oh, he did it. We were happy for you. Yeah. yeah. But when you're fighting, when you're going to decision, it's got to suck when you're standing there and he starts reading the judges names. Cause you know, it's a split decision. Judge. Oh, fuck man. Yeah. When I heard 29, 28, Selecki, 29, 28, Jared, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it to me. Yeah. Don't do it. But I knew I, I was really confident that I did enough, you know, and my corners were like, oh, Yo, you got this. And, uh, you know, they were like, it was close, but, we, you know, you got this. And, you know, I, I won. So I thought, you know, the judges actually got it right, you know. Are you with Duke and them still? Where else training? No, no, I'm at Sanford. Fuck, man. I'm way off. When, now, how, when did you make that move? I've been there since, since Abu Dhabi, when I fought in Abu Dhabi and we were on the, so like almost, it's been two years now, over two years now. I've been down here. What made you make the move? Just to dip the any Rufus sport wasn't for me, man. What is enough grappling? I learned a lot there, and I, I, I definitely took what I, what was good for me. But uh, I needed more of a grappling based camp, and you know, it was just more convenient. I'm in, I'm in Florida. I'm in beautiful Florida, and my fiance lives down here, so I was just, just it was a no brainer for me to come down here. And why? And you called out uh, uh, Patty Pimblett, who looked great in his first uh, his first fight against uh, uh, Vendramini. What, what made you call him out? Is just because he's he's one of those guys. He seems like he's good at making like getting a notice for himself. His first fight, and he's already being talked about and called out. What, what was it you saw in him that you go, "Yeah, this is the guy I want to fight next"? He was uh, before he made his debut. Before he even got matched up, he was saying, "Oh, I'd like to fight Herbert Burns or Jared Gordon." He named some other people, and it was because I beat his teammate. When I fought on Fight Island, I fought his teammate, and I beat I beat his teammate. So, you know, it wasn't malicious. He was just yeah, was sure. like, I'd, I'd like to get that one back for my team. So, I'll, you know, I figured why not, you know, tell him, come get it, you know? And what 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 did you get the stitches from? What exactly happened? It was a headbutt. Oh. Right in the last minute of the, of the last round, just headbutted each other. Some of those going around lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, crazy. A co-main event was, uh, what did you think about them calling that a no contest? I thought it was the right move. Yeah. I mean, it clearly affected the, you know, the fight and how it went. They should have stopped it earlier instead of letting the kid get choked out. But I mean, maybe, maybe Dan didn't see it exactly what happened. Maybe, maybe he thought it was a punch. Yeah, he said he came over, he said he saw it, but then he said he was defending immediately, so I guess he didn't realize that he had... In replay, you could kind of see it, but maybe live. He was definitely hurt from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a very odd odd way for a, a fight to end, but I think they did the right... They made the right decision. Yeah, for sure. You want some time off, man? You want to get back in there soon? What do you want to do? I'm getting married on October 29th. Oh, oh congratulations. Geez, congrats, man. And then uh, I'm going on my honeymoon November 2nd. So, you know, I'm going to stay busy till then and stay in shape, but, you know, I'm going to enjoy my wedding and I'm going to enjoy my honeymoon. So where are you going for your honeymoon? St. Lucia, you know, not, not too far. Yeah. Just something nice. Yeah. Instead of flying around the world, you know, Hey man, 
listen, it's so great that you're that you go get married right after a nice win. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? That fucking, you'll be on your honeymoon. Um, your wife, come yeah, exactly. on. You want to get some sun? Now, it's just a Jimmy style. It's just a good time, man. Yeah, my fiance was worried too. She was like, man, I was so worried I was going to be marrying a miserable prick. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sore loser, man. When I lose, I'm depressed for months, you know? Oh, fuck. So I like, you, dude. I got... I, I fought St. Pierre April 7th. I got married May 25th the next month. I go, thank God that went well. Match that order went oh, yeah. showed up there looking like a fucking scarred up fucking thing. Yeah. So, it's fucking great, man. So this is, dude, that's great for you, man. And yeah. uh, I like that you called out Patty, dude, because he's got a lot of fucking attention right now. Yeah. And dude, get him before he gets any more experience in this motherfucker. Jump on him. Exactly, yeah. You know? He's got a lot of shine, man, but he don't want that smoke. I'm sorry, man. I'm hyped up. I had some coffee, and Jimmy hit me early with some cringe, and I'm playing off that cringe. All right. I like it. Jared. Yeah, Jared. Well, look, man, good luck. You're getting married. You have, what a great month for you this is. Have fun on your honeymoon. And does she, you. Is your wife a fighter? Is she, does she fight or is she totally different walk of life? I would never. I don't think I'll be able to marry a fighter. No, she's a... Uh, She's like a gymnast. She was on the American Ninja Warrior show. She's a business. She's a multiple business owner. Oh, okay. My man, look who, look who's here. Look who just who who is walked it? off on me. Who's that? Michael Johnson. Oh, oh, Michael Johnson. oh hey man. Yeah. Oh, good to see you, buddy. That what's going on? How you been? Good, dude. Good to see you, man. Are you good. fighting anytime soon or what? Uh, probably January, February. I'm just getting through with some surgery, so I'm just healing up and getting back to it. When before your next fight, come on, hang out with me and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I love to. I love to come up. Fuck All it, right. and awesome man, brother. Good seeing you. Good to yeah, see you. Good to see you too. They're gonna clap for you tonight. They're gonna have an applause. That's right. Too. Yeah, that's how it goes. Jared, man, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? I really. Thanks to everyone for supporting me. That's about it. Well, good luck getting married, and uh, I would love to see you against Patty. So hopefully he'll take that fight, and then you guys can make that work. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Love Hemp, the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge. Whoever you are, we're all striving for a healthier lifestyle. Love Hemp, one of the leading premium organic CBD and hemp suppliers, here to help people like you. The Love Hemp range contains CBD oils, edibles, and topicals contain cannabinoids, which help support wellness and recovery to maintain your natural balance. It's even endorsed and used daily by elite fighters like Gilbert Burns, GSP, and Kamaro Usman, whatever challenge you may be facing, Love Hemp, they're always in your corner. Love Hemp, helping you to be the best you can be. Available now via lovehemp.com across Europe and coming to the U.S. markets this year. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My little Jimmy, I got to be me. My uh, little Jimmy. Uh, That's what you get. You want to play the cringe game? 
Let's play. Hey, hey, come on. You started it. Let's okay. play. Give me something. Another one. Um, Do you like my singing? I did, actually. I got to be me, Jimmy. You really should. Uh, so, Jimmy. <laughs> so, tonight I'm going to film a little uh, commercial for my school. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know. Can Hello, I be God. in it? I'll be I'll be the neighborhood bully tough and you teach a white belt how to disarm me. Like I'll walk up and bully someone. I'll go, hey you, hey Buster, and then you teach them how to put me down. Better I get something better, because that's not too believable. Because I might have a bigger white belt than you to be like, what are you talking about? I'm the neighborhood tough. No, no, no. You're the stranger danger, and my kids' class is gonna get away from you. <clears throat> and I get put down, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe one of them, uh, throws me down or or kicks my legs out or whatever you teach listen i'm gonna have such a good time i i you know what's one thing about me i'm always having a good time yeah you are and hey man life is short and so am i you know that's my saying you could use it too you're not that much taller than me dan soda can't use that one i'm gonna use that life is short and so is matt (laughs) is that what you mean (laughs) Uh, you could be so mean. <laughs> you told me to use it. So I, 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 I thought you were going to use it on yourself. Oh, no, no. You no. point out. All right, oh, look. no. I, I never poke fun at my height, Matt. I'm very proud of my height. Oh, shit. Dude, so I'm, I'm at this place in Pennsylvania, right? Ben Salem, yeah. Yeah, so I'm. What's that, like two hours from the uh, Island? Three hours? Literally, literally, like a little bit more than two hours. Right. We had some traffic, so it was more. So, you know, I'm walking. We're walking into the. Uh, we're walking up to this. The. Uh, the arena place where we were going. To sure. And all of a sudden, I hear a guy call me, it's man, a Brazilian guy. And at first, I thought it was Megaton Diaz, who I don't know that well, but he looked like him. And then he, when he got close, I go, holy shit, I have not seen this guy Crispin. Uh, he, he's a Brazilian guy. I seen him when I was in Brazil in 1996. Bro. Wow. So I haven't seen this guy since then. So if you look on my Instagram, Matt Sarah BJJ, and you go back a couple of posts, You'll see me talking about this guy. And it was such a good, it brought me really back to being a 23-year-old uh, kid in Brazil, just the only American on the mat at Gracie Baja, just, you know. Yeah. Just testing my medal against, you know, Brazil's best and, and learning from there and, you know, trial by fire. I'm in there, everybody trying to submit me because they don't want to lose to the gringo. So then... This is one of the guys, and and back then, Jimmy, some guys were really cool, and some guys weren't that cool. You know, they sure. were they weren't too nice because I was with Henzo. The Henzo sent me there. They knew, like they we couldn't really fuck with me too much because Henzo right. had a lot of respect there, obviously. But you know, they tried to go a little hard. Hey, Gringo, you're still training, training with this guy. So some guys weren't that nice. This guy was a great guy, so right. I was really happy to see him. He put me in touch with a couple of these other guys that I used to battle with, become friends with. Now, the guys that weren't nice, do you still see any of them? Like, you ever bump into one and they're nicer now? I ran into, like, I'm like, listen, everybody's nice to me now, so it's like one of those things. But yeah. I, I ran into a Brazilian guy, one of the UFCs, and again, he wasn't overly rude, but a little bit, hey, gringo, you still did. Like, hey, macho, good to see you. I'm happy, old man. And uh, everybody's a sweetheart when you accomplish some shit. Sure. I wouldn't know, <laughs> but I've heard. Yes, Jimmy, <laughs> you know, superstar. But you know, you, it's like it's like that's why I really, I really could uh, relate to that Muhammad Ali quote, which I'll probably butchers. But it's something along the lines of "float like a butterfly, sting like a bee." 
That's what that should be your new. That's 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 your commercial. It's it's float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Come to Sarah and learn jujitsu with me. Jimmy, <laughs> is that bad? You gotta stop. I'm trying I to help you. Leave this show. Is what that is bad? This? Now I'm gonna forget the quote. A oh, Muhammad Ali quote. Sorry. Listen to me. Never. Right. I don't like anybody who's not nice to a waiter. Did he say that? Something like that. Because listen, that he'd be not nice to me if I was in that situation. Right. Right. That's like, right. Up that quote. So I didn't. The guy. You know. That's probably not Muhammad Ali. That's probably a waiter who came up with that. <laughs> He probably said, I don't like Muhammad Ali because he wasn't nice to his waiter. <laughs> you totally redeemed yourself from the, all the shit <laughs> earlier. You climbed out of that shit you were in. Yeah. Jimmy, that's fucking good. Uh, no. But you, but know you are correct. Like, back when I was a kid, I didn't know what he's, you know, I got, I don't know. I didn't get disrespected, but they weren't the friendliest, some of them. Sure. This guy was one of the good guys, so. And another guy was, was Daniel, who I cornered again. So it was good to see him too. It's almost satisfying though. Like, unless the guy was a total dick to you, but a guy that was a little aloof when you all of a sudden do what you did. And then he sees you and like, Oh, it's great to see. There's something satisfying about that. Like, wow, this guy who like, he had no idea who you were, what you were going to turn into. Like it, there's always, that's something satisfying about that. As long as he wasn't a complete cock to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nah, listen, it is. I mean, you know, because then you got to look, you, you go, you think about back at the time and you got to think like, hey, is it like, it's petty to be like, oh, well, you weren't nice now. You just kind of know where you, you got to know their character though. Like, you know what I mean? The guys that were nice to me when I was not, listen, I'm not acting like a big shot now, but you know, I have accomplished a couple of things. Yeah. But so like the guys that work with me, I, I appreciate, I know they're good people. Like, you know what I mean? This guy, Crispin, you can tell from the video. The guy's a sweetheart. The guy's a nice guy. So, you know, they're nice to me when they didn't have to be. Now they feel I got some cloud or whatever I sure. did. Now they're all. So I, but is, is that guy really a good guy? I don't know. He might be. So, yeah. Jimmy, you know that. Are sure. Cool yeah, yeah. Whatever, or are they cool with you because they're cool with you? You know? Yeah, I so, guess it depends. Um, it's hard to find genuine, Jimmy. That's what you're I'm right. Saying. That's what it comes down to. You should come on. You should come on Jim and Sam again, by the way. Now that we're in studio, you should come in. I didn't get vaccinated. Oh, okay. So fuck your show. I'm only kidding. Uh, it's a company policy, though. I no, no, listen to me, Jimmy. I understand, dude. Tell you know, listen, teach their own with all that all shit. Right. You know? But yeah. you know, I'll do it, I'll do it through Zoom if you guys still do that. No, we only do vaccinated people through Zoom. No, I'm kidding. We don't do Zoom though. It's a Jay Jimmy. It's strange times, ain't it? We turned on everybody on Zoom except for uh, Gervais. We took on Zoom. Oh, you're still doing that. You're not doing Zoom anymore. Though. No, no, we're in studio. Right, well, listen, that's the way you got to be. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, if you if you decide to and you want to come in, come in. If I decide to get vaccinated, if you do, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, man, I like man. to have a good time, man. By the way, um, what did you think of? Uh, I I got to be on this. Very few things. The main event wasn't the most exciting fight I've ever seen. Oh, Jimmy, you're being nice. I thought it was shit. But there are, I mean, look, they both fought smart considering who they were fighting. Huge 6-6 advantage. Uh, I mean, a, a giant, Johnny Walker's a giant fucking guy. Um, Tiago Santos, I got to say, there's very few things I enjoy more than that left kick to the body that he throws. And I wish he had thrown it more. 
He landed some good punches. Oh, off. yeah, but that kick. Johnny Walker, something's not right up there. I don't know what it is. He's not seeing things. Well, he's, he's changed. I think he's changed his. He was a little reckless, and they were talking about it last night. And he, I think he has slowed down, and he's being patient, but almost too patient. And maybe he had a little too much respect for Santos, like a little too worried about him. He has to come to a middle ground. Right, yeah. He used to go reckless, and it either worked or it didn't. And, and either way, it was exciting. But, sure. You know, so then, all right, he wants to work on that. Now he's going totally the other way. I mean, dude, you're doing some movements. Oh, here it comes. Nothing. There's no payoff. There's nothing coming. Right. You know what I mean? So I was disappointed. And then after the fight, he's, I seen him do a post where it was a very good fight. He's telling, no, it wasn't. You have, People have to tell you that. You know why? You, know, you want to be a superstar. You want to make some money. You want to, you want to uh, get ahead in your career. Dude, you, he has all the abilities to do it. And I know he broke his foot in the third round. But it was up until that third round, shit happened. He's lost three out of four fights. Two of them have been decisions. And it seems like if he maybe he gets into a mode where if he's in a mode where it's going to be a decision fight, meaning if he's fighting that way and with that pace, he might get a little bit uh, TKO, TKO, knockout, decision, TKO, all knockouts except for a decision against uh, De Silva. So, and again, I'm talking about uh, his last, say, 10 or 12 fights. So maybe when he gets into a mode where he's going to fight a certain way, it's going to go to a decision. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like maybe his aggression has to be in the first couple rounds in order for him to be as effective as he thinks he can be. My problem is he thought it was a good fight. Yeah. I mean, but then again, after you survive against Tiago Santos and take some of those kicks, maybe you just, maybe, and that's the high of the moment. It may be hard to see what a shit fight it was. Dude, I, I mean, I think I, I read a quote with DC. I think he said something like, he wish they both lost or something. No, 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 no. That was about another fight. Oh, was, are you sure? No, that was about Santos against, um, don't tell me, don't, don't write it. Uh, no, no. That was about, they were, he said people thought he was knocking Johnny Walker. Uh, but he wasn't knocking him. It might, it was either Johnny Walker or Santos against, uh, oh my God, don't tell me the fucking, uh, holy shit. Why am I spacing on his name? Oh, Rakich, Rakich, uh, uh, Rakich. Oh, I thought it was about the one the other night. Please, Jim, you're correct. He said, by the way. Okay. And Daniel Gillies is ready. Um, but I thought, I thought Thiago definitely won't, but I just thought that, uh, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I thought, Walker outstruck him, but he didn't do shit. Yeah, he didn't do any damage. You're and right. He has the ability to do it. That's why it's frustrating. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
welcome to the show. Uh, are you in New Zealand now? No, I'm, I'm in uh, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Studio City. Look at you. Yeah. You look like a movie star. You're a good looking uh, bloke. Dude, you, you see me every day. I feel comfortable saying Jim, Jimmy. I was oh, sorry. I apologize. Talking to Daniel, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Daniel, I just saw, before we got on, I saw the um, trailer for uh, Coming Home in the Dark. It looks fucking good, man. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie, man. I'm, I'm very, very proud of it, man. Yeah. It's, it's like um, Creepy. easily the best thing in my career and, and definitely, definitely, you know, it's incredibly gratifying because right now we're receiving a lot of praise and attention for it. So it's, it's exciting, man, to be, you know, first of all, it looks like kind of a thriller or a horror and, and, and it ostensibly is, but it, it's, it's really got a message in there too. You know, like it's, it's, it's incredibly layered, you know, and I, and I, I'm, I'm just super proud. Dude, do you know how fucking cool it is to promote something that you love? Like actors, I think some of the best performances that actors do, is promoting bullshit that they know isn't very good. <laughs> I mean, cause that's our job, right? But like when you're actually promoting something that you're like, fuck, we made this for no money and it, and it rules. It's just like, it, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's one of the scariest films in the last 20 years. Dude, I'm so humiliated by everything I do that whenever I go to promote it, it's so hard because I, I, I have so no belief in myself and I hate going out and doing promotion for it. But you're right. You do have to do it. It's a part of it. What are you talking about, man? You've got amazing specials and fucking, I was just listening. Thank you. I, I went back and listened to some of your stuff again this morning. I was listening to um, <laughs> the first Briss. Was it like the, Oh, the, thank the, you. Yeah. That's a true story. Yeah. Amazing, my friend's son. That's an amazing bit, man. Like I was just dying. What do you mean? You're bad? I, I guess, I guess that's the artist disposition, right? We always kind of fucking hate ourselves. You just feel weird about it. now. Now I've never been to New Zealand, but I do want to go, uh, because Matt was trying to guess the film. There's a, there's a New Zealand film. I love, um, which I'm sure you've seen, uh, once were warriors. Yeah. Yeah. That, that movie is amazing. It's amazing. And I've, I've actually worked with Tim and uh, uh, like the guy who plays Jake DeMoss. He and I did a sci-fi thing, but, oh. um, but I, I, um, uh, last year we did it in Australia, but, um, I got to tell you, yeah, like this, this movie makes that look like fucking, uh, I don't know, Easter time or uh, Christmas morning. Oh, really? This is graphic. This, this movie is, this movie is, You'll get to you'll, you'll you'll wonder what you're watching, and then at about minute thirteen, I think it's minute thirteen or minute fourteen, you'll go, "Holy fuck!" Like you've never seen anything like what happens at about minute fourteen, and then you kind of ah. have a choice. You can either walk out of the movie or turn it off, or but but ninety five percent of people obviously just strap in and you're you're in, you know. But I can't tell it because it's a spoiler. But you know. sure, sure, sure. Have you done a lot of horror before? No, man, I haven't really. Um, it's like, honestly, I mean, I guess I've done sort of fantasy element stuff. And look, I'll, I'll shoot straight with you guys. You know, like I took a few years off to go and write and direct my own movie, which I made in Colombia and South America. And I had a decent movie career at the time. And it might have been a bit of career suicide. But when I came out, I was broken. I owed everybody money. So I just took work wherever I could take it. And I happened to hit a show that was got really big. Uh, called the the Vampire Diaries, and then I my character got big, and then I got a spin off from that, like with my character and this other guy playing my brother, and that went for years. And I mean, honestly, like you know, it's it, 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 it's fun, and I'm super grateful I did it, and it gave me a lot of exposure. But it wasn't necessarily like you know, 
an actor's piece, right? It's not. I mean, look, it's not. It's not winning any awards anytime soon. But it, but it was it was fun and and sweet and uh, whatever. I'll shut. It's funny you said that because I got this jujitsu girl that trains under me, and I always talk about Netflix stuff. And uh, this girl, Kristen, she goes, you got to watch Vampire Diaries. I go, I don't think I could get past the title because it's kind of like I'm a grown-ass man, even though I play video games. But she goes, no, no, don't think of the title. It's really good. So I might even start watching it, even though you're... <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the originals, which is a spinoff, is, is a little bit more adult, Matt. You'll feel like it, it's, it's more like, you know... It's less of a teenage soap drama. It's more like more like they're more like gangsters. They're, they're they're just gangsters trying to control New Orleans, and it's 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 pretty cool, man. Fuck, I, I got I got to say something to you guys. Like I'm so fucking stoked to be doing this, man. Like I oh, can't, thanks. I can't tell you how much I love like love the show. I've been watching you guys for fucking years. It's just like when my my publicist told me about this, I said you're shitting me because like, I'm a huge fight fan, right? Like just huge, and I've been you know obviously been watching you Jim for years and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is like amazing. Like, are these oh, thanks, guys, but, but anyway, whatever. We appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's nice. Did you, are you a fight fan, Daniel? Or? Huge. And like, I, you know, but this weekend, because it was my daughter's birthday, I could only catch the last fight. So I watched the Johnny Walker Santos thing. I was a little bit disappointed, man. I, I, like, yeah. I, I feel like Johnny Walker has got this constraint now. Look, 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 there's no, there's no arguing that John Kavanaugh is a fucking legend. Like, he's an amazing legend. But I thought that what he was sh- saying to him in his corner was bullshit. Like, it's one thing to throw feints, right? Like, but if you're going to watch, like, someone like Israel Adesanya, and I know I'm a Kiwi, so I'm just going to say this because I'm a Kiwi about Israel, but you know, Israel's throwing feints, and he's, he's creating these reads so that, he can, so that he can use them. The thing about Johnny Walker that made him so explosive and special in the beginning is shit. I'm, am I talking too much? No, not at all. It's actually you're it, it making an interesting point. I, I just think I think that the best and most exciting fighters maintain just a little bit of crazy. I think you've got to keep that. Like the thing that made Johnny so exciting to us in the beginning and why he rose so fast was that that kind of John Jones esque kind of risk factor that you know they place themselves in a bit of danger, which is a little bit negligent and reckless. But what you kind of want, and I don't, I love, I love that he's found his composure in there. But also, and this is another thing, Thiago Santos isn't your fucking buddy. Like, I don't care if you're both from Brazil. You go in that ring, like you got, you got a job to do. You got a job to do. You can't be like, hey, high fiving after every round, and hey, man, and like it was almost like he made the decision to not take his countryman's head off. And I'm like, listen, dude, like. Fedor might have been the nicest guy in the world, but in his heyday, that guy was an animal. Like he was just like, you're standing between me and the thing, you know, like I, I just, I don't get guys who are like not there to like John, Johnny Walker is potentially one of the most exciting fighters you could watch. Like his, his arsenal is so broad. And I just, I just felt like John Kavanaugh saying, yeah, you're up, you're winning, just faint all day. I'm like, don't faint all day. Fucking, you know, get in there, get, mix it up. you got the, you got the range. You're keeping them outside your range. And I just feel like, I don't know. That, that fight, I thought, wouldn't make it out of the second round. It was just a whole lot of whatever. Well, Adesanya, too, you're right. The thing about him is you're right. He does faint to get reached, too. But he does get in there and get, like, like look what he did against Costa. Like, he's he's not afraid to stand there and punch with a guy like Paulo Costa, which is is, is crazy. So, yeah, you're right. He's 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 uh, probably the most exciting guy to watch right now, I would say, is Adesanya. Because he does that thing where he faints and he moves beautifully. Um, and then he gets in there and he throws with uh, whoever he's fighting. Man, what do you think? We full of shit? We just like guys that fucking armchair critics? I We were just saying, I was saying this earlier to Jimmy, right before you got on, he, uh, Johnny Walker went 
in the total opposite, opposite direction. He used to be a berserker wild man where everybody's like, oh, look at this fucking guy. Yeah. And now what, it's good. This, 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 I listen, composure is a good thing. But you yeah, still, yeah. it's still the fight game. You got to pull the trigger. And the thing you're talking about with the high fives between each round, now you guys are kind of making an unspeaking an agreement that this is a sparring session. Yeah. Hey, man, good. Re- no, no. Yeah. I should try to eat your heart, and you should try to take my jaw off. That's yeah, what yeah. we're that's what we're signed on for. So right. if you see that kind of thing, hey, good round. I'll I'll see you next round. You know what you're in for. So. I didn't see anybody. I seen Thiago show glimpses of landing something, and 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 it's oh, where's the follow up? And he knows he's going versus a tall, dangerous fighter. But uh, I didn't see anybody look to really get that fucking kill shot. Look, there are guys who do a good balancing act too. Like, so you look at someone like um, Max Holloway, right? Who I think I think is amazing. He'll in between and rounds, he'll sometimes go good fight, man. Like he'll give you that, but he's still got that thing, which is just like yeah. I'm still going to eat your fucking balls. Yes, yes. And that's, we didn't see, and the fact that when the fight was over, and, and I can understand you're in the moment, even after the fight, I saw a post by Johnny Walker saying it was a good fight, and he's got to have somebody close to him. And to be honest, say, hey, man, look, look, man, don't forget what got you here. You were a fucking, yeah. you know, you don't have to go to that degree. And sometimes, but you have to, you got to find the middle ground. You saw what uh, Alexander Hernandez did to Mike Breeden. Uh, and those guys apparently have a good relationship. Or you saw Usman Gilbert Burns. Like, yeah, 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 man. That's a, good, that's a good example. You could hug after. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, there's, there's a few guys who had that kind of broad, incredible talent in striking. And you you want them to maintain a little fucking crazy, too. Like, you know, that you, that is his name. Yuri Prohaska, you, uh, you know, have you yes. guys watched that Yuri Prohaska guy, man? Like, he's actually found kind of a nice. He's still quite critical. I think he's a very, very intelligent fighter, but like, he's starting to find his composure and kind of keep his crazy in there. But he's a guy who I think would actually, like, Jones would have a real problem with him. You know, like watching him against Dominic Reyes and watching like this, that that he's kind of got a beaut- that beautiful super unpredictable style that you go, what the fuck? He's an animal. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And he'll take one to give, he'll take a couple to give three. And so he's, he's right in there and he's got his little top knot going. Oh, that guy's fucking awesome. He, he is also. And, and then afterwards you listen to him talking, you're like, dude, are you like, he's like a professor, you know, like, like, he's, like it's, it's always interesting to hear this super intelligent dude behind it all, you know, can't wait to see him back. Yeah, I know. I thought he, they said he's going to serve as a backup fighter for uh, Blahovich Teixeira, but I thought he had a fight uh, lined up. Maybe not. Maybe that's where I was reading about it. But he, you're right. He is an extremely exciting guy um, to watch. Let me ask you something, Daniel, as an actor, and I've always thought about this. There's an intense scene. I don't know how many of these you had. I'm sure you've been in the business a long time. And yeah, you're crying, you're this and that. All of a sudden, cut. You're just like, hey, how's it going? Or are you just still like, oh, just give me a second. How does that work? I don't know. So it's a little bit like, like so people have asked me, oh, man, you know, because with this movie, this, this character, he's Satan. You know, he's just, he's, he's Lucifer. This guy is, he's the worst, right? And people are like, did you take that shit home with you? Were you kind of like, was it, was it horrible to let go of? And I was like, no, man, it's super fun to do those scenes. This in a circuitous way, answer your question, man. Like, um. It's like a, it's. I imagine it, I've never fought, right? I've, I did Muay Thai for seven years, but like, I, but I, but I, but I'm like, you know, I imagine it's like training for a fight, right? Like, 
you train and train and train and train, and you get you get the character ready, you get everything ready, the the the, the walk, the gait, the 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 sound, the everything, and then you finally get to film it, man, and you're just you're just releasing it. You, you're actually kind of letting it go you're, and seeing what's you kind of you get to have all the fun of the releasing it. And so if there is, for as you said, for example, like an enormously emotional scene, you just get to you, you, you get to let that thing go that you've been holding on to, like. Like in the same way that you must have dreamt of your fights and how you were going to strike them and how, you know, like you kind of get to let that go and release it and it's fucking finally gone. So it's, it's like taking a huge psychological shit, maybe. <laughs> no, right. It's like, it's gone. But for, for me, it's like, oh, that, that's gone. And, and I don't mind the, 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 the takes again, you know, if, if you've prepared well enough, you know, it's just joy, you know. How do you get the same emotion? Is it hard, especially like you said, when it's emotional to put it on a pause for a second and then redo it, especially if you are turning around now, you know, you got to flip the cameras or you got to do something else. And like, how hard is it to kind of, because in a way you kind of have to keep it within reach somehow. So, so like that you learn tricks, right? So there's tricks like you, some, so if I'm going to do a super emotional scene or whatever, uh, you know, and they're usually typically they shoot the wide shot first, they come in for a close a medium, a two shot or a raker or whatever. You just, I'll say, Hey, can we just, let's come in here first. Let's do this first. So you can get that shit out of the way. Cause you've got, so you've got so much to give, you get that out of the way. Then they can go back and do the wide and everything. Cause in the wides, it doesn't really matter. You can't see shit anyway. So you, like, that's just an example of a trick or, um, or also too, just sometimes like let it, you can kind of let it surprise you. It's, it's, you can let the scene sort of tell you where it's going to go. You, like you might find yourself hysterically laughing in a scene where you were supposed to be super emotional. And that might be really fucking interesting too. You know, like I, I you know, I, I like giving them what they want first, but then just seeing what else, what else happens. Yeah. That's uh, that's confidence too, to be able to know, like I always panic whenever I think I'm going to make a decision like that, like, oh, I'm going to do this. They'll always go, Hey, could you do it the other way? Like they always come back and go, could, could you not do it that way? And I, I go, all right. So I'll go back. Well, and- yeah. I mean, that's a good point to say, yeah, 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 I'll do it the other way and then just do it. Your but you know, um, I'm friends with Ryan Gosling and it makes me sound like I'm name dropping there, but he gave me a really good piece of advice. Once he goes better to look like an actor that can't take a note than to do something that was untrue to you, you know? Oh, wow. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a good note. Just, just look like an actor who can't take a note. Just go, if you feel like, cause your instincts are so, you're so much closer to it. You're going to know what, what to do. That, that, that makes it sound like you're not listening to the coach in the corner a little bit, but I'm not saying don't do that. Tr- tr- try what they're doing, but if it feels, try it once, if it feels false, you, you know, go in again and, and, uh, and shoot for what you think is going to, I mean, I'm, it's all—it's all about surprising the other actor too, right? It's about surprising them with something that that, that they haven't seen that they're like, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm full of shit. No, not at all. Did you? Did you? Now, am I saying his name right? Uh, Temuera Morrison. Uh, Temuera. 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 Yeah, you have to kind of grow up in New Zealand to be able to say that one. Did you guys? Uh, is he a fun guy to work with? Because like, I'm a fan of his, and I've, I saw him in that. And he did one of the Star Wars sequels, and of course, the sequel to Once for Warriors. So um, I hung out with him more. He had a talk show for a little while. And after I started doing movies here in the States, he came over and, and did, a, did a talk show episode with me. And I hung out with him more in New Zealand, actually. We, we ended up drinking one night. I drank with him. Man, he can put it away. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Now, he's a fun guy. He's a fun and funny guy and a sweet guy. A really good actor, too, man. And just – and uh, man, he's going to be the new Boba Fett for, um, for, for the fucking Mandalorian. He's, oh shit! Yeah, he's the he's the new Mandalorian star. Wait, so, wait, 
Yeah, he's going to be a both. Are we talking about the yeah, book he, he's, yeah, he's Boba Fett. Oh, he was in the Last Mandalorian. That's the character. Yeah, yeah, in the Last Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's going to be. Can you remember it right at the end of the Mandalorian? He's sitting yeah. in that book. So now it's just them. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, no, I, I can't wait for that, Jimmy. I know. I love it. It's so crazy how cool that is. Yeah. I haven't watched The Mandalorian. Everyone says it's good, though. Hey, can I tell you, man? Best episode with a bullet, to, to, to my mind. Like, I love the first one. And there was one about three or four deep that was kind of good. But Bill Burr's fucking episode, man. Bill Burr's episode was, it was, it was like you finally had someone. I was like, oh, this reminds me of why Star Wars used to be so fucking cool. Because you had... You had a guy there who you could relate to and you could laugh with and you're like, oh, I'm so like, it's all, it's all very well to have the fucking, you know, cause we're now our CG is so impressed, right? We can do anything now with CG and it's so cool. But to have Bill Burr in the middle of it, suddenly you had this guy that you were like, oh fuck, I have a relationship with him. Those movies they spent 9 billion bucks on or whatever. I had no relationship with a lot of, a, a lot of those movies. I was just like, fuck, there's just so much shit going on. But with Bill Burr, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm like with him on the adventure. It's just, I don't know. He, he probably thinks he was shit, but he was, he was unbelievable. He, he was, I heard him talk about it. The second, the, he was in a couple episodes, one in the first season and one in the second season. And the second season, they got more into his character because they needed to get him because he was an ex-imperial. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, no, no. But they needed to get him to get into an imperial base. He still knew the code. So they had to get him out of jail. So it was really his time to shine. And he did some... He had some real, he had like a real, like, uh, like an, I'm not going to say an emotional thing, but with one of the generals that know that recognized them and it was about blowing up a planet or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they're sitting in the chairs together yes. and he, he, was, he was, he was basically talking about the value of lives and shit like that. And then, it, and it was fucking, it was intense. It's it so beautiful. Yeah. While that guy's on the machine in the corner or whatever. Exactly. And he was proud of that. I heard him talk about that in an interview and he wanted to watch it, that scene. Cause he's not really, he used to do things where he was goofing on Star Wars back in the day. So, so now he's talking about it and, uh, and he was proud of that scene. He said he was happy the way it came out. Well, that makes me happy that he's happy because it's real. Jimmy, honestly, if you see nothing else, see that episode, it's fucking, it's just real. He's friends with the guy too. Yeah, I know Bill for over 20 years. I love Bill. Um, that's why I would watch it for Bill. Yeah, man, it's, it's worth it. He's so good. He like li- literally it's a, it's a bit of an acting masterclass, man. Like you're watching him and he's just he's just so in it and complete. And like I was like, fuck, it's it's just so yeah, it's the most human I felt the show be at, like in a while, you know, or any Star Wars thing be since like I love that Rogue One one. You know, I, I kind of dug that one. That was pretty cool. I actually dug parts of Solo, even though people shit on Solo. Me too. I enjoyed parts of it. I dug Solo, you know? I do. Yeah, I mean, the lead guy was a little, I don't know. He wasn't awful, but it was a little weird. Those are some boots to fill. Come on. If if you're going to be young Harrison fucking Ford, like, I'd just, I'd give me an adult diaper right now, you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. But uh, that was, there, there was some fun. Fun characters in there, Woody Harrison and whoever else. So, yeah, I enjoyed some of that. Yeah, I'm a geek, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, so, it's, where can we watch this? Where can people watch this? Is it in the theaters or? Yeah, it's in selected theaters, but you, 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 you're better to try. Like, honestly, you, like, I mean, I prefer you watching a theater, but chances are it's only in a handful around the country. So, you better to look, it's on. Uh, uh, Apple TV, it's it's on Amazon Prime, it's on Voodoo, it's on it's it's streaming fucking everywhere. 
But um, it's, yeah, I, I, look, I, I promise you, it's, um, look, it's not a date movie, I'll say that. Um, but but, it, but, it, but you, you, it's not, it's one of those movies you watch and I promise you, you'll be thinking about it in months. Like my, my brain just shits bad movies. Like if I, I'll watch a thing, I'm like, I've forgotten about it like a month later, you know. Sometimes I'll be 20 minutes into a film and realize, oh shit, I've seen this before. This is this is not one of those movies. This is like this is a movie you, you most people have seen it are like I'm never watching that again. Like it's just too it's too tough. Oh, I'll definitely watch it. And we have we have a link, but I, I didn't know it was on. Uh, we got a, we got a link to uh, to watch it, and I absolutely will now that uh, that you've said that. Um, a good horror film. Probably the only reason Jimmy's going to watch it because it's disturbing. Yeah, no, I mean I definitely will. I just. Uh, I mean, you, just, you make it sound like a great film. And uh, I know if, if an actor is talking about his movie with that much honest positivity, then it's a good movie. Like, you know, because you're right. Like, the artist always. Yeah, we always sit in bullshit. But th- this is genuinely good. This, yeah, you can tell that you really and believe the in it. The we cry wolf, right? Because we've said so many times, this is the greatest. And like, but actually, this, this fucking movie, like, it's, yeah, I, I promise you, you can come back and beat the shit out of me. All right, no, I'll definitely watch it. Coming home in the dark, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's good having you on, man. And definitely come back again. It's so good to talk to someone who's like a, a real fight fan as well. Love it, guys. I'm so so proud to be on it. And thank you so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you, man. We'll definitely talk to you again. Nice to meet you, Daniel. Really quick, Jimmy. Not really quick. Yes, um, I believe it should be. We should run that back. And I'll tell you right now, I like that. I love Karen Holland. But I want to see him and Kyle Dacus fight again because that those Dacus brothers, holy shit, man. Those Philly guys, those guys are tough. I mean, and, and they game. Because Kevin Holland's guy that usually kind of leads the dance and he's talking and, and Kyle Dacus showed him no, I'm not gonna say he showed no respect, but even right after him. He's going, I'm gonna be Yeah, he did. He goes, Kevin Holland, you might have the experience, you're spoiling uh, you know, Joaquin Buckley's uh, you know, first fight in the UFC debut and this and that, but this is my this is my show. That's what Kyle Dacus was show saying. You understand? Wow. Um, I want to see that one again. Uh, yeah. The Nico Price, I agree with the decision. You know, I thought Nico won that fight in the last thirty seconds of the last round. How about that? When he got him down that last, that might have made the difference. He got that last takedown and he fired off some good shots. That's how the fight ended, and I, and it came down to that last round, no doubt about it. So I'm happy that he that he got that off, and that might have won it for him. Christoph Jocko. Versus uh, Misha Serkinov. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very close fight. Very yeah. close fight. I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, Misha looking to try to get that head control, looking for foot sweeps, trying to take him down. Uh, I, 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 I'm not upset with the decision. I thought that one could have went either way. Okay. And and how could you not be impressed with Alexander? I'd be crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, First round, and it was an interesting way to watch him when, when he knew that uh, uh, Breeden was stunned. Uh, it didn't look at it at first that you could see, like, wow, he really rocked him with that with that punch. And Hernandez looked really, really good. So, yeah, I was happy for him too. Uh, dude, and uh, I think Breeden's gonna. I, I, we haven't seen a list of that guy. He was game. Yeah, he got he got hurt, and Alexander stayed on him like a fight. Alexander's shown growth. He's shown yeah. fight IQ. He's getting smarter and more dangerous with each fight, each fight. This is not the same Alexander Hernandez that that lost the Cowboy that time. He's different. He's he's more well polished, more more well calculated. Johnny Walker should take a look at this kid's book. Take yeah. No, don't take a look at it. 
Don't take a look at the book. Take a page out of it. That's what I meant. They should just the page. Yeah, but you got to take a look at the book first before you take a page. What do you want to grab the wrong page? I I wasn't necessary. (laughs) I I wasn't wrong. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Come to Sarah BJ and learn jujitsu with me. With me. It's like that emoji look. Yeah. Jimmy. This is what I wanted to tell you, though. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. Sure. I think within the next year, you're going to see Casey O'Neill fighting for the title. Yeah, you might be oh, right. No, you know what I said? What? Well, I just, it's kind of just a thing to say. But I'll say it again, though. I think within the next year, you're going to see Casey O'Neill fighting for the title. Yeah. Did you hear yeah. what I said? What'd you say about Casey O'Neill? I, you don't, why don't you think she's going to fight for a title? Well, now, now you're being silly. I thought Ant- Antonina Shevchenko was started off that fight fucking great, man. I mean, stop floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. She was all over the place, and she was landing shots, and I was, she was doing good until she wasn't. Casey O'Neill is, listen to me, she's relentless. This kid doesn't know how to lose. She's not losing. She's coming forward, and she's, she's I like her attitude, man. She don't give an F, not one, you mean. I told you before, that's why I wanted her on the show, because I see I see championship potential with this girl. That's it. That's all I want to say. I'm, no, I know. And you were talking about Casey O'Neill um, before most people were. You are a legit fan. Thank you. Thank you. And she's uh, she's doing phenomenal. And Chris goes, it's not, you got to look who she beats. And Antonina was looking on, on her game that night. She was looking good. And she's a tough, tough girl. She man. sure is. But uh, but Casey O'Neill just was relentless, and I, I can't say enough, man. She she would not accept it, you know. So she was not accepting uh, going backwards, and she wasn't accepting a loss. So I, I was impressed, you know. All right, buddy. Uh, hey, man, listen, Jimmy, I love that. You. Was a fun show, man. Uh, Daniel Gillies, check out his movie. Uh, I think Coming Home in the Dark. It's called and. Uh, I, I definitely think it's going to be a good film, and I'm going to watch it as soon as we click off here. And Jared Gordon, always good to talk to Jared Gordon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, Jimmy, 1738. Listen, I will talk to you. We're both on Cameo. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. Uh, thank you for being my friend. You're welcome. We'll talk Wednesday. Hey, listen, I can't rhyme. Let's just sure you can. We'll talk Wednesday or before then. Let's leave it at that. Bye, everybody. Anything else you want to promote? <laughs> you want to promote it? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? No. My kids Because you me. went like this. Buy anything else you want to promote? No. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> this show is like the Henry Show. We are the new kings of cringe on the show. That's right. I love you so much. I love you, my friend. I will see, see you soon. You a couple of days, Jimmy. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world... 
Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.